Hey guys, Mike and Brad here from Office of the CISO. Today we're going to talk to you about uh, how much the U.S. is investing in cybersecurity in general, how that compares to previous years, and what we can expect from it. So stay tuned. So they say the two things that are guaranteed in life are death and taxes. I can agree with that because our government spends money just out of control. Like of it's going it's, out of style. Like yeah. it's going out of style. Of course, they're not actually spending their money. They're spending our money, which is why taxes are all but guaranteed. Um, and, you know, that causes issues for a lot of folks, but sometimes they do spend it on good things. And uh, today we're going to talk about an article from Security Intelligence that specifically discusses the U.S. investment in cybersecurity starting in 2023, as well as some comparative numbers from... 2022, 2021, and, and what we can expect from that, right? Mm-hmm. So um, everybody knows cybersecurity is, is pushed to the forefront on everyone's minds. If you run a business, you have to take cyber seriously or else your business will end up going out. If you work for a government state agency or a government federal agency or, or hell, even the local ones, cyber has to be front and center because one ransomware can ruin your whole organization. And of course, cybersecurity events are getting more and more sophisticated, more complex, and unfortunately, the quality of our cybersecurity engineer is not matching that improvement or that evolution. So, the first question the article asks, Brad, is, you know, how much is the U.S. spending on cybersecurity, and where's that money going? So, so yeah, the uh, the SecurityIntelligence.com article um, it starts out real quick, telling us how much the uh, the government's spending. It's going to plan on spending in 2023 <clears throat> on its cybersecurity budget. Uh, so, 23 they've allocated 15.6 billion dollars uh, specifically for cybersecurity. They make uh, earmarks for the DoD, obviously, uh, which is 11.2 billion, and then they of make course. right, and then they make earmarks for uh, DHS uh, CISA. Uh, which is uh, what is that? Two point nine billion. Two point nine billion for CISA. Maybe right. the director will talk to us one day. <laughs> one, one of these days. She probably hates After. me from that video. <laughs> I'm sure she's seen it too. Yeah, yeah. we're famous. Hush. Right, right. <laughs> so, so that number, fifteen point six billion, uh, with eleven point two of it going to the DoD, that leaves four point four to be used with all of the other federal agencies. Of course, two point nine of that's going to CISA, but that four point four number. Um, I did a little bit of quick research before we started. Uh, I figured out that the the federal government's overall budget was six point two seven trillion for twenty twenty two. That's down from six point eight trillion in twenty one, uh, which those are just atrocious numbers. But holy cow, <laughs> it's going to go up this year. Uh, it you probably it will. Is. It probably will. Um, so with with that in mind, that that fifteen point six billion. Is a, that's a quarter of a percent of the overall 2022 uh, general budget for the federal government. Uh, that's the, the the total that cyber, that uh, that they're putting towards cybersecurity total. Now, focusing on the non-DoD agencies, the non-DoD agencies spent 58.4 billion dollars in IT overall IT. Um, and if we take away the DOD spend from that 15.6, that leaves us with 4.4 billion. And a bunch of numbers, I know. So how much was that compared to their IT budget? 
So if the numbers this year are similar in as far as IT spend goes, that's going to be 7.5% of the IT spend spent on cybersecurity. I could get behind that. Yeah. I mean, they tell you to shoot for 1% on the cybersecurity. Right. Yeah. So right. the general rule of thumb for most enterprise organizations is you can expect to spend roughly 1% of your IT budget on cyber to be considered doing it correctly. Now, obviously, that's relative. What I yeah. what I find <clears throat> to be the right way may not be the... I, I have bougie taste. Well, and that, that's a general rule of thumb. I mean, some organizations are going to have much larger regulatory requirements than others. So that the percentage tends, may go up. Yeah, it, it might. It might. And that, that tends to... There's a lot of uh, focus and effort that gets put into compliance and, and things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. I just think... So that, that 7.5% is well above and beyond any, like, rule of thumbs that I've seen as far as uh, security versus the IT overall spend. Oh, yeah. And that's that's non-DOD. Non-DOD, right. That doesn't Just, take into consideration DOD. Yeah. Which, you know, DOD is where all the all the cool cyber mission force teams, whatever they are. Yeah. we got 133 of them. They're wanting to spin up five, five more. Yeah. So we we'll go from 133 to 138. I'm going to do some digging on that, see if I can find out what exactly those are and what they do. Because yeah. that might be something in itself that we can discuss right. and dive deeper. That's probably pretty interesting if I had to so, guess. And basically those teams focus on carrying out uh, defensive cyber operations. So they're basically blue team guys. Actually, they're probably more so geared for purple team. <laughs> probably. We, we say it's for defense, but we're always – the United States is always on the offense. We, well, I mean, you know, it's we strike second, but we strike hard. <laughs> That's what she said. So, DOD, non-DOD, federal governments in general, they're getting all this money, right? How does that tie into the private sector from an allocation of funds standpoint? Because, let's face it, uh, at the end of the day, private industry is going to be the one that... Supports a lot of this. Yeah, because yeah, they're going to get paid by the DOD. They're going to be contracted out. But we have to have cyber companies that are efficient that are going to do their jobs right and not just milk the government teat for everything it's worth, right? Right, right. <laughs> so, but, you know, how involved is the private sector going to be? Um, they, Based on the article, what are they telling us? So they don't allocate money directly to the um, to the private sector, of course. That, that'll happen in terms of contracts and things like that when they need uh, specializations that they don't have in-house to the federal government. But what the article gets into is it, it, it says that the, the federal government is going to tend towards – they think that the federal government is going to tend towards information sharing. Um, and You're I, talking like ISACs and things I like think that? I think so. I think so. I think they're probably going to look to expand the, the, uh, the ISACs, and I would say especially in critical infrastructure sectors. Especially I, with that right. statement they put right, out. Right, right. If I had to guess, that that would be where that would go, which is a good thing. It gives intelligence to, to private sectors that wouldn't have it otherwise. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, if you're a little bit curious on the on what the U.S. is doing from a critical infrastructure side of things, you can look at our previous podcast episode. It's episode four, talking about cybersecurity and critical infrastructure. It's Check a good it one. out. It's a good one. So, yeah. So they're talking about information sharing. Yeah. Um, I know there are a lot of consortiums, groups, organizations, collaborative events where 
companies like Fortinet, Pan, Juniper, all these big security firms, CrowdStrike and all that, they all participate and they're supposed to share information to make it yeah. easier for everyone. Impactful. Some of those organizations take more than they give. Fair enough, yeah. I've heard rumors, I won't name names, <laughs> but I can cook in it. Okay. Yeah. Is that because the equipment runs hot or... I'm just kidding, that's all right. <laughs> so, I mean... So one of the things that the federal government is being asked to do by U.S. lawmakers is um, to work more closely with CISA and the private organizations that exist within said group, uh, specifically when it comes to to Russian and, and Chinese activity, because those are the two baddies that, for some reason, America is scared the most of. I understand China. I actually understand Russia. So... They want more collaboration, right? They want mm-hmm. us all to work together. Obviously, that's going to be a pretty heavy ask when you're talking about a government that has trouble telling you the truth on any given day. <laughs> so if if they can definitely follow through on their end, I'm sure the U.S. population and the organizations and organizations like ours, you know, we're we're going to be as as helpful as possible from a collaboration standpoint because cybersecurity is. It, it is a team sport, much like the article says. you, you got to rely on the people around you because you don't see everything, and different groups get hit differently, right? Yeah, and that reliance that you're talking about, uh, the article mentions that the, the government expects the other federal agencies to work with CISA a lot more closely, and I think that's what that's getting at. I think they want to use the, the CISA resources more broadly across the different federal agencies, probably as going on today. I mean, they stood up the organization. They need to put it to work as efficiently as possible. Yeah, yeah, and, and CISA does a lot of good stuff. Um, a lot of what they do I see as being outward-facing away from federal government, um, but I'm pretty sure that the federal government would like to use them as their own internal intelligence agency, agency as far as cybersecurity goes. Um, as far as, well. as cybersecurity goes? Yeah, we've already got an intelligence agency. We don't need another one. We've got a couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we, we've talked about the large investment that we're making for 2023 and mm-hmm. kind of how they wish for some of it to be taking place with, as far as like collaboration and things like that. We've talked about how it's, it's spread out across the different organizations. Right. Um, $15.6 billion is a big number, mm-hmm. even for an organization, or even for a country of our size. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So... How does that compare to 2022, 2021? So, How's this growing? So both of those both of those years, the, the, the numbers spent in 2021 and 2022 were, were super similar at about $8.5 billion. So we're almost doubling what was spent in, uh, in both of those years, which, which make, makes a good point. Like, that's the right direction. I don't know that doubling the, the spend is necessarily the perfect answer but it, it does need more resources and one resource is funding and that's a good that's a good good sentence there one resource is funding <laughs> we tend to be more hamstrung by people not technology <clears throat> not by money but by quality people that are yeah. willing to be motivated and stay driven to continue progressing and learning and mm-hmm. getting better at their craft right so um, so this is at the federal level, right? Yes. You know, 
Uncle Sam's always going to be pretty good at the dog and pony show when it comes to funding and throwing it at things. How does this translate to the local level, the state level, tribal, and things like that? So it doesn't directly allocate money to the to the, the state and local um, level. Not directly, but indirectly it does. So as they grow CISA, of course, CISA is going to give good uh, good products for the for the world to use, really. Um, but that also means that they'll most likely, again, they'll probably expand the ISACs, most likely. And again, we are huge proponents of the ISACs. Yeah, yeah, Multi-state yeah. one. Right. I mean, they have them for various industries and groups. And they, yeah. They pay dividends. So if you're not a member, check and see what's available to your organization. To your industry, right, right. And, and get involved in it. Some of them do cost, which isn't great, but... Um, and they got to stay funded Well, they, they Right. And if the federal no, I mean, they might not cost after that, you know, $15.6 <laughs> But, uh, so if you work for a state agency, you need to be in an MSISAC. If you're not already, which would really surprise me that it would, somebody hasn't heard of the MSISAC yet. Uh, th- why don't we put a link to the MSISAC Yeah, we'll, drop a, yeah, we'll yeah. drop a link to the MSISAC and the CIS website yep. uh, in the show notes so that you guys have some some path there because if you work in state government you need to be in the MSISAC quite or chances are your your state already is you need to be a part of it from an intelligence standpoint so you can see what's going on yeah work with so. your state to get involved in it but that's that's where I would see a lot of that headed uh, the federal government can't always directly fund security programs for state and local entities but they can provide central services like the MSISAC and like CISA and all these things that can that can grow the security posture of the industry as a whole and anytime you can have yeah. subsidized it security services yeah. at your disposal obviously you need to jump on that yeah i mean it's, that's something that you don't have to put money into you don't have to develop just use it mm-hmm. and and those two that i named or that we're talking about CISA and uh, msi sac are tremendous resources really yeah. good for your organization cool now Obviously, with the federal government pushing a lot of initiatives, you know, requiring cybersecurity framework on some things, or at least attempting to. I can't remember if Trump actually got that all the way through. Yeah, he did. It's an executive order, whatever um, it is. Were. <clears throat> Biden has come out, and as part of the 2021 Investment and Jobs Act, they have a billion dollars allocated in grants specifically to bolster cybersecurity at the local, state, and tribal, and territorial level. Mm-hmm. And they're going to distribute that over four years until 2025. But because of these initiatives and these bills being passed at the federal level, we're seeing state legislatures actually push through a great deal of policy and law mm-hmm. as, it, as it ties to cybersecurity in general to make sure that uh, the state population, state employees, organizations in the state are yeah. doing what they should. Yeah, yeah, that so. the, the, their, the, their uh, citizens' information is protected, that the services are, are functional and, and available. Um, and, and all that makes sense, but they have to do it right. Um, there was, I, I can't remember the state. I probably wouldn't say it out loud if I did. But I know, I know there's one state like ours. We put out what they, they named was the cybersecurity legislation. But before it got signed into, all, into uh, Breach Notification law, Act. Yeah. Right. We had, we had the name changed to Breach Notification Act. Because it was not a cybersecurity bill. Right. Right. It had like a, a, a sentence in there, maybe a, a phrase about uh, secure your systems or whatever. Nothing really with any teeth. Um, mm-hmm. Then there was an, another state that published the, the entire 853 moderate baseline as their law for cybersecurity. They, yeah, like copied and pasted. Boop, into so, their into their law. 
<laughs> so I used to have a high school teacher, right? Yeah. And she'd say, good initiative, bad judgment. Yeah. She also said we moved like pond water if we weren't moving fast enough. That's <laughs> that's a situation where it's good initiative, bad judgment. You need to have a policy or a law that says that you're going to have minimal protection standards based on some NIST. direction from other from from right. some body that's that can change those things as as they change over the years. That's what they this state ended up figuring out was that the new revision of eight hundred fifty three was going to come out. I was about to say they they made yeah. Rev four law right, and they're like, oh, oh crap, <laughs> now we got to adjust it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so all of this leads to some pretty promising signs for the future. At least people on the outside looking in appear to care more, uh, whether or not the caring will be placed properly and there will be the right amount of uh, supporting information so that we can make educated decisions is one thing, right? But we do have, you know, the article goes on to say, while cybersecurity funding is one truly positive sign, which it is, anytime you have people willing to spend money to better something, that's probably a good sign. Right. Now, granted, these people, it's not their money, but whatever. Yeah, but it's in a lot of cases, it's still their budget to deal with. Right. So it's still their resources at their disposal. So it's a good thing that they're that they're putting it towards cybersec. Uh, yeah. But the article does say that you know there are other things outside of money that lead to a positive look, such as the appointment of the USA's first ever national cyber director, Chris Inglis. Uh, I kind of get to the point where I feel like some of these agencies are stepping on each other. Maybe yeah. we have some redundancy in, in path. Maybe Chris could be the national cyber director. For whatever. Of course, I haven't, I don't even know if that's his, is that its own organization or is that within CISA? I have no idea. Let's find that out. Yeah. Google National Cyber Director while I'm looking through this. Um, they do mention, you know, the U.S. will need to constantly readjust its huh. cyber defense posture and adapt to an ever-changing landscape. That's, that's IT in general, cybersecurity even more so. So. All right. So, Yes. This is the Office of the National Cyber Director. I believe that is that's an office that's part of the White House operations. I think he he reports directly to the White House. So he he report he he reports to Potato and <laughs> Potato says security. Let me go smell something and then he, <laughs> I guess Chris then gives CISA and everyone else the guidance needed to execute their initiatives. It's, I don't know. I mean. I did a little bit of reading on him beforehand. He seems like a sharp dude. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's helping direct um, policy and governance and that kind of thing. So he'll probably work between the president's staff and the legislature to to direct cybersecurity policy at the legislative <laughs> level. I guess I don't know. Mm. If the executive branch ever wants to get serious about cybersecurity, give us a call. We're here to help. <laughs> We'll provide free guidance. We don't care. Yeah, we've been doing this a while. we got lots of opinions. Yeah, especially on how you can do it better. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, always evolving, which state government is slow. I've never worked directly for a city organization, but I assume they're even slower. Yeah. Higher education, Lord have mercy, they're slow. Federal government is always behind the curveball, but they tend to come out with something that's at least worthwhile. They've got lots of good brains that yeah. do work for the federal government. So, yeah. But yeah, we're going to post a link to the cybersecurity article, uh, the security intelligence article specifically discussing this. We would very much like for you guys to post your comments below about what you think 
with regards to the spending. Mm-hmm. Do we think that the U.S. government is going to use it effectively, or is it just a slush fund that they can then stand up their own cyber companies and push business to? Possibly. I mean, sure. I'm, I'm sure that Nancy Pelosi's doing something, right? That would never happen. Yeah. <laughs> of course not. Our, our government is true and honest. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways. Good times. Uh, do us a favor, guys. <clears throat> like the video if you liked it. Subscribe if you haven't. But what I'm more interested in is hearing your comments about uh, specifically this case. You know, throwing money at problems can sometimes solve problems, especially if you have the right brains in place. Uh, What do you think the federal government should do specifically to help drive innovation as it comes to cybersecurity, but not just innovation from a technical control standpoint? How do we make it more understandable to the layman so they know the importance of it? And like little Susie needs to know that, you know, mommy gave me an iPad. I don't need to do this, that, and the other because it could compromise everything. How do you? Well, yeah, and and I'd actually like to like to ask the the, the comments. If if, uh, I'd like to know if if you guys think that the federal government has figured out well enough yet that national security doesn't just apply to federal agencies. That to have national security, we've got to protect our private sector as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially with how intertwined they yeah. are now becoming. Because you have organizations like SpaceX. They pretty much do all of NASA's work now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and countless others that are doing, you know, you got Boeing, you have Lockheed Martin, you know. They get compromised. All of a sudden, China has our, our fighter jet. Yeah, which stuff. wouldn't be the first time, yeah. Yeah, it happened recently, I think. But, mm. but yeah. Give us your comments below. And obviously, if you are from outside of the U.S., uh, this is just what the U.S. is doing. I'd love to hear what, you know, Britain, France, Spain, sure, yeah. Germany, and all those all those uh, other countries are doing while they're dealing with the issues and the use cases that they have. So, mm-hmm. But, yeah, if you like the video, hit the like button. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button so that you can get, you know, stay up to date. The notification bell... That's a give or take. It can be annoying because we do push out a decent number of videos, but if you would like to be notified whenever we push out new content, hit that as well. Otherwise, thank you for your time, and we hope you have a wonderful day. Stay secure.